You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. Deep breath time, everybody. <laughs> Should be a happy podcast, um, but it's not going to be, let's be honest. Uh, today's game was very exciting, and then it fell apart. Uh, Fran Mel Reyes uh, with that big three-run shot. I mean, I was jumping up and down, <laughs> and I was actually doing some cleaning around the the apartment and turn around and miss the Ryan O'Hearn one as I was having the game stream on my tablet at the time. Uh, so reminiscent of the earlier week loss with the Mets. Um, both cases, it's like Fran Mel should be the story today. I mean, he almost single-handedly picked up and carried this team on his back when they were down by, you know, four run- five runs at the time is when he hit his first home run. Um, pair of shots, four RBIs over the, the last few innings there. I mean, it, if there's anyone out there who still had any doubts, I mean, at this point, there should be people apologizing to Fran Mel. He's, I mean, without him, they don't, uh, he hits the big home run on Saturday's game as well, right? That's the three-run shot that uh, basically allows him to win that game. So, yeah, I mean, you're seeing why the Indians targeted Fran Mel Reyes. Uh, but, and in that Mets game, you know, Carlos Santana with the big home run, but we don't get to celebrate Santana. Instead, we're focused on Brad Hand's implosion. In this situation, I mean, Nick Goody was the pitcher to go to in today's game. He has been the most effective reliever of late. He's the best guy to go to. I have no problems with any of Terry's decisions in that area. He went to the right guy. He just got burned. Uh, my bigger issue was the <laughs> going to Phil Mayton, who has shown nothing in the time that he's been called up. And... You know, it's one of those things where the Indians took a gamble on Maiden because there's some nice side stats. You know, it's the things like the spin rate and what he had shown in the minors, but it never translated with San Diego, and that's why San Diego, a team who has a weak pen, let him go. Um, so, so far, he is now between the Indians and um, the Padres. They don't have today's game, but he's now up to 24 outings. Uh, his area with the Indians was 3-6, 3.6 heading into the game. This was with three outings. He's just not been very good. Um, I mean, th- there's some stuff to stick with it with him. The The walk rate's low, the strikeout rate high. I mean, in the minors, it's fantastic. It's a strikeout rate near 14 with a walk rate barely over 2. I mean, everything in the minors says this guy should be good. But it just hasn't come together. He was really bad this year for the Padres. Um, He was mediocre for them last year. So, I mean, it's it's 115 games right now. 116 games, actually, in the majors as a reliever. And it's a mixed bag. Uh, Still missing bats. Still with the okay walk rate. But a high home run rate, which is a concern when you look at... uh, San Diego, and uh, as, as where he was pitching for the majority of those, um, you know, he came in and he gave up walks and a wild pitch. That's not exactly his mo, but it's it's you know I typically come down pretty hard on Frank Conner for his choices. But what's he going to do? He's got to go to somebody in that pen. He gives it a try. He's got to use what's there. Um, it's just not working. Uh, at the same time, I said the Indians need to take five out of six. 
over their next few games. They took two out of three. Really, they should sweep the Tigers. Here's my preview for the Tigers. They're awful. Um, worst team in baseball by a, a margin. 38 total wins. I mean, they are awful. Or 39 wins. I'm sorry. I was underestimating their uh, their performance. Uh, they are a really, really bad team. Um, see, they lost three out of four to the Astros, two out of three to the Twins, two out of three to the Rays. It... it more be interesting you have to go back to the royals their last team they won a series against um they're not good the indians should get a three-game sweep which would help them uh you know in the division they didn't gain any ground because while they won the um well i mean they gained uh no they didn't gain any ground because minnesota went two and three against the tigers just like the indians went two out of three against uh the royals so the Indians have Turnbull, who has been um, one of their better pitchers this year against Plutko, Zimmerman against Saval. Very curious to see if Saval continues his uh, toward performance. Then Daniel Norris versus Zach Plesak. If you want me to dig into the statistics, and I'm sure there's one or two of you who are like, oh, well, are those guys any good? Well, it's a 39-win team. The answer is going to be no. Um, when you get right into it, it's like offensively, Nico Goodrum has been their most productive hitter. 12 home runs, uh, 248 average, 322 on base, 743 on base, uh, OPS. Ronnie Rodriguez has been a almost everyday player for them. 10 home runs, 233 average, 260 on base. I mean, that's awful. But he's he has that slugging. You might remember him because he was a longtime former Indians farmhand um, who never really... I don't, he never got a chance in Cleveland, but he's gotten a full season shot um, with the Tigers. That's where they are. I mean, they're using other teams, and occasionally that works out. That is how the Indians discovered um, Casey Blake. But, yeah, that's, you know, just a, the whole idea of that being either here or there. It's, uh, you know, Rodriguez has probably done enough to show that he, he deserves a chance in the uh, the big leagues. But as an everyday starter, I you know, it's questionable. His, uh, his on-base skills are below average, but he's showing above-average power. So that's more of one of those split the difference if he can handle anything defensively. Good on Ronnie, though. You know, this guy followed extensively in the minors. So in terms of pitching, uh, Turnbull has a 418 FIP, which is second best on the team. He actually has the best ERA at 405 for the Tigers. Uh, I know what you're thinking, but Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd's come back to earth, and I think we all kind of saw that coming. Uh, 424 uh, ERA, more importantly, the 398 whip, the 113 ERA plus. One can make a legitimate case that Spencer Turnbull is the better pitcher than Boyd um, for the Tigers at this point, and would, if they're going to trade pitchers, might be the one with more trade value. I think he even has he's younger. I believe he has more. He should have more years of control. I bet he has five years of control. He really hadn't pitched much before this year, but um, yeah. So Turnbull is, in my opinion, their best pitcher. Jordan Zimmerman's been pretty terrible. He started out looking good, but uh, it's not stayed the case. So I mean that sets up well for the Indians. And Daniel Norris has not been good either. Um, the lefty has struggled this year extensively. I mean, at this point, it's, you know, Turnbull is a a four. Boyd is pitching like a, maybe a four as well, maybe a three. 
Uh, Norris is like a five. You know, he's not the worst thing in the world, but you can get by with him, especially as a lefty at the back of yours. But uh, that Zimmerman uh, matchup is just that that's one they have to win uh, for the Indians. It's it's I mean, this should be a sweep. They need to win them all. But that's definitely the one that they have the biggest advantage in. Hard to believe we're already at that ad break, and it is time to go to our longtime sponsor and talk about BlueChew.com. It is the little blue pill, just like Viagra and Cialis, same active ingredients. You can chew, since it's chewable, it's your bloodstream quicker. You've heard me say that many a time. Um, it you don't need a you can eat it on an empty stomach, whatever. It allows you to do what you want to do quicker. So if you don't have to sit there and wait. So this is, you want to go to bluechew.com, use that promo code MLB, and you can try it for free. You're just going to pay the five bucks for shipping. You don't want to be like these MLB players who are going to the gas station and trying random things and then getting suspended because nobody knows what the active ingredients are in them that are uh, there to help them out. Everyone wants a little help. Like I said, we saw it this week with players in the major leagues. Uh, go get the safer one. Go use that promo code. Go to bluechew.com. Use the promo code MLB. Try it out for yourself. And we are back. Jose Ramirez has a broken handmade bone. Uh, I'll say it again. Jose Ramirez has a broken handmade bone. So he'll be back in six to eight weeks. The problem is historically... A high percentage of players who break their handmade bone take about a year to get back to normal. Uh, it seems to sap power. Guys who their home runs turn into doubles, their doubles turn into outs. Um, it leads to decreased production. It just it it typically and some guys never seem to come back fully from it. Uh, typically, those are players who are older. But uh, yeah, it's even when he's back, even if it's you know he comes back in six weeks, it's the low end of the estimate. Um, He's not going to be the same hitter he was before he got hurt. Like, this is a significant injury. Um, You know, I read some reports saying he had an up-and-down year, and yes, that is true. It has been an up-and-down year, but right now it was up. He was performing really well. He'd been one of the best hitters in baseball over the last few months. So to lose him to a handmade injury is about as bad as it gets. Um, You know, I think back to someone like Travis Hafner. That's, uh, That's the injury that he had where he started... Again, he was older, but we started to see some of the decline afterwards. I'm not saying we're going to see that with Jose Ramirez. I'm not expecting any decline, but I am expecting him to not perform as well for most of next season. Um, From what I understand, they go in and remove uh, a hook that is in there near your handmate, and then they have to do some reattachment with ligaments and all that stuff. It's, It's a pretty intensive procedure. It's considered a minor procedure, but it's still going in and messing with ligaments and bones in a player's hand and again the historical ramification is is sapped power for about a year so yeah it's it's bad you'd almost rather see anything short of a labrum injury with a with a player um just because it's not going to have the quite as long of an effect this is this is going to be a long effect injury even if he comes back quickly he's not going to be the same i know i've said that before but that's the important thing to remember so what becomes dramatically important um, is the replacements. What do you do? They're saying, you know, Mike Freeman will get more opportunities. Um, he has played well this year. He has earned more opportunities. But I think even the biggest Mike Freeman fan would admit he's probably playing a bit over his head at this point. Um, I mean that as nicely as possible. 
but he's not as good as what he's done this year. Um, but again, he's, he's earned the chance. He has been better than anyone could have hoped for. I mean, you can go and listen to the podcast when he got called up, and I was very salty about his promotion. But an 813 OPS, uh, you know, I go through, I look at it, something like a weighted on base of 348, um, walking over 10% of the time. is striking out twenty, almost 26% of the time, but there's a lot of good things there. Um, the four home runs is a bit of a surprise for him. But because power is not really in his game, but it just like I said, it just comes back to the fact that he's been good for the Indians this year. But I think he's been effective because he's been li- in, used in limited doses, and that's the best way to to go about it. So the other options, Yu Chang. This is a great chance for Chang. Um, I've talked about at the start of the year how I wanted to see him get caught up while well, he was hurt. He didn't really get that opportunity. And we've talked about just on Friday's podcast about next season, how Nolan Jones at some point is going to push his way onto the Indians roster and how, you know, Jose Ramirez is likely to start next year at second base. And that third base position is going to be uh, Chang and Arroyo until Jones is ready. Uh, This gives Chang a chance to show himself there. He gets a head start on Arroyo who's injured and isn't going to be able to earn any playing time anytime soon. So Chang had a a good season this year at AAA once he got healthy. He he played in only 68 games so far, but his home run rate is up from a year ago. His walk rate is up from a year ago. His strikeout rate is down from a year ago. His average is about the same, but his bat pip is down, which, you know, I talk about bat pip, high bat pips being a great sign of positive contact in the lower minors. The upper minors, not as much. It's often a sign of someone's going to crater. So it's nice to see that he is still performing uh, about the same, even though his bat pip is down. He looks like a better hitter, statistically across the board. His defensive ability, he's got a strong arm. He can play average to above average short. Third base should be above average to plus. Second, same deal. Really good arm. This is his opportunity. Um, He is going to be the guy for the Indians. I think he'll get the majority of the at-bats for them. Um, you know, there's the talk about a platoon because he's a righty and Freeman's a lefty. I don't know if, it, but at the same time, Francona was kind of like, no, there won't be a platoon. So we'll see how it goes. But for Chang, this is his opportunity. He can nail down that he is more than just a backup or he can show that he is just a backup. He'll get this chance and the Indians need him to step up because the loss of Jose Ramirez, I mean, again, he was the hottest hitter on the Cleveland Indians. He really losing him transforms this entire lineup um, in a bad way because uh, right now when you look at, just looking at today's lineup, so Lindor, fantastic. Can't ask for more from your shortstop. Mercado at two has been scuffling, massively scuffling. We've seen him come back to earth and I don't know what you do, but him in the two, like the two hole is by advanced metrics, the most important spot in the lineup. And you've got a guy in there who has gone ice cold. Uh, Santana continues to be Carlos Santana. Three walks today. Puig had the hit in the uh, big hit in the ninth. He has been playing well. Brad Mill, I already talked about his spectacular day. An O for for Kipnis. You know, for as much as I've been down, he's been an average bat in the end. And that's not bad in your five or six spot. 
Yu uh, Chen Chang, we'll get back to. Kevin P., who I've been down on for a while. I kind of wanted the Indians to go out and get uh, Cervelli before he signed with the Braves because Kevin P. had not been playing well, has a huge game. Uh, hits his third home run of the year, knocks in another run. Uh, and when he hit the home run and when he knocked in the other run, the guy on base was Chang. And he went two for three today, also had a walk. Very nice performance, one of those being a triple. Um, he does a lot of things well. He has power potential. He runs. He has a strong arm. There's a potential starter there. Or there's a potential super utility guy, a potential platoon uh, partner. There's a lot of things that can go well with Chang to make him a, uh, a positive com- contributor to this team. And the Indians need him to be because he's going to be in that role. Like He is now uh, going to get I would think a majority of those at bats. Um, I know they faced a lefty today, which made it easier. And as much as I, maybe I should change that. I, I would like to see him get a majority of those at bats, but uh, I, as we saw them do go to, it feels like it's going to be a strong platoon, especially because Tito loves his vets. Um, and even though Mike Freeman is, I, I don't know if you really call him a vet because you know, coming into this year, he had played a handful of games in the majors before, but he is, you know, a 32-year-old uh, career minor leaguer for the most part, who he's a vet because he's older. Uh, so I think Freeman will probably get the majority of at-bats. I'd like to see Chang get those opportunities. We'll have to see. He performed today, but this is definitely a chance for him to go out and kind of put his mark on it and show that, uh, yeah, I'll be the uh, the guy next year. And when Nolan Jones is ready, he's going to have to fight me for this spot. I'm going to, you're going, uh, he's, you know, trying to make yourself invaluable. That's what Jose Ramirez basically had to do. And that's what Chang can try to do as well. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're looking for with this team. Big blow. Um Ugly loss, but concentrate on the positive. Uh, we're going to get to see what one of the top prospects in the system can do at third base. Fran Mel Reyes is uh, swinging a huge bat right now. You know, Lindor had home run 23. <clears throat> There's a lot of good things. The Indians, in spite of, uh, you know, losing one to the Royals and coming into the weekend being no longer the leaders in the wild card, are back to the leaders in the wild card because... <laughs> Somehow, um, the Tampa Bay Rays lost two in a row to the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I don't know how that happens either. It's the second worst team in baseball. (laughs) I mean, the Indians struggled against the Orioles as well, so maybe they can only beat good teams. But right now, the Indians owe a debt of thanks to the Orioles. And uh, at the same time, the Oakland Athletics uh, had a two-game series against San Francisco, who as you might recall, was really hot heading into the uh, the trade deadline. Well, they were under 500 going into this series, and then they swept a two-game series against the Athletics, which means the Indians are back in the uh, the top spot in the wild card, have a half-game lead on uh, Oakland and on Tampa because uh, they struggled against teams they both should have beat. So the, the race is still on. Lots of important games to go and to track, and I'll be with you every step of the way. And remember, as always, go Tribe.